The Gospel reading for this morning is from Mark's Gospel, beginning in the ninth chapter at the second verse, when Mark wrote these things. Six days later, three of them did see it. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain. His appearance changed from the inside out right before their eyes. His clothes shimmered, glistening white, whiter than any bleach could make them. And Elijah, along with Moses, came into view in deep conversation with Jesus. And Peter interrupted, Rabbi, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And he blurted this out without thinking, stunned as they all were by what they were seeing. And just then a light radiant cloud enveloped them. And from deep in the cloud a voice, this is my son marked by my love, listen to him. The next minute the disciples were looking around rubbing their eyes, seeing nothing but Jesus, only Jesus. And coming down the mountain, Jesus swore them to secrecy. Don't tell a soul what you saw. After the Son of Man rises from the dead, you're free to talk. And they puzzled over that, wondering what on earth rising from the dead meant. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. <coughs> Would you pray with me, please? Most gracious God, bless your word this day. Wherever it is read, wherever it is heard, wherever it is preached, and most especially wherever it is lived. Amen. In her book, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek, Annie Dillard shares stories of doctors who performed early cataract surgery in Europe. And when a doctor removed bandages from one girl's eyes, she saw the tree with lights in it. And those words sent Annie Dillard on her own journey. She writes, and I quote, It was for this tree I searched through the peach orchards of summer in the forests of fall and down winter and spring for years. And then one day as I was walking along Tinker Creek thinking of nothing at all, I saw the tree with the lights in it. I saw the backyard cedar where the morning doves roost charged and transfigured. I stood on the grass with the lights in it. Grass that was holy fire, utterly focused and utterly dreamed. It was less like seeing than like being for the first time seen. Knocked breathless by a powerful glance. The vision comes and goes, mostly goes, but I live for it. You know, the transfiguration story is a story that I think we make a mistake in, in that we so often try to explain it. Yet as smart as we are, 
The transfiguration story also reminds us that the present moment is not the whole story. All we think we see is not all that there is. Now Jesus takes three of his disciples to a high mountain and he's transfigured before them. He is changed. And then two figures appear with him, Moses and Elijah, and they speak to one another. Two figures whose passings were mysterious. Elijah went bodily up into heaven in a fiery chariot ride, and Moses' grave was never found. He was buried by God. Now these two were thought to be available for God to somehow send back. I think it is a strong reminder that God has never left God's people without guidance, without help, without hope. From Moses to Elijah to Daniel to Jesus, we are constantly helped to see the way of God in the world as well as the promise for God's future. Because in Mark's Gospel, this vision of Jesus on the mountaintop becomes in many ways a vision of the risen Christ. Because at the traditional end of Mark's Gospel, the disciples go trudging back to Galilee full of memory and promise and hope. In Mark's Gospel, the traditional end of Mark's Gospel, the disciples never see the risen Christ. The question becomes, will this mountaintop experience, this transfiguration, transform them? So these two figures appear with Jesus, and it is a glorious experience, an illuminating experience. And Peter, I believe, he just wants to grab hold of it to make it last by building three places of worship where everyone could just stay. But then there's this voice that comes out of the cloud and simply says, Will you listen to Jesus? And then seemingly as quickly as all this seemed to happen, it just as quickly is over. And then Jesus speaks and tells these three not to tell anyone and that they are going back down from that mountain. No time to stay there. Not time to stay and worship. I can really see how those disciples wanted to stay. I can see how they would want that wonderful experience to last. I can really understand how they might want to stay up there away from the demands of the people, away from the demands of the world. Yet perhaps they found that glory comes, but can't be captured. It can't be held on to. And perhaps they carried back down the mountain that they were to follow Jesus and to trust that God is indeed forming us into new people through our continued encounters with Jesus, whatever may come our way. Now, mountaintop experiences are great things. But perhaps the real test of them is when we come back to the real world, to a broken and hurting world, 
where for us the glory of God is sometimes, maybe even most times, <coughs> hidden. The question for us then becomes if we remember and ultimately trust that we have experienced those, transfigure mo those transfiguration moments, that the things that we see are just a very small part of all that is. You know, C.S. Lewis suggests that there are no ordinary people. Rather, he says, it is an, immort an immortal whom we joke with, whom we work with, marry, snub, and exploit, immortal horrors, everlasting splendors. So perhaps the most important part of this illuminating experience is just the reframing. When God grants you these moments of transfiguration in your own life, treasure them. Remember them. Share them with others. Someone else may just need to hear your story to unlock the power behind their own experience. These folks are moments that you cannot manufacture. You just receive them. And they provide necessary fuel when you then travel dark roads. And you need to remember that this little bit that I think that I see is not all there is. I've come to believe that God gives us transfiguration <coughs> moments for a reason. So don't easily dismiss them or throw them away. Don't just let go of those things that you don't understand or can't easily explain. Think about them, delight in them, and hold on to them as a source of strength as we all head toward our own Jerusalem. Keep the faith. Amen.